Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Goldie on Ice podcast, the Stanley Cup final. I am literally sitting uh, atop the ice here in Boston at the TD Garden. Uh, I'm Steve Goldstein, uh, the Goldie on Ice podcast, here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Uh, it is morning skate here in Boston. I'll be working the games, doing the pregame, intermission, postgame. I'm the, the host for the Stanley Cup final on NBC Sports Radio and uh, Westwood One. It's also on uh, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, uh, locally in in South Florida, I believe all the games, or at least this first game, is going to be on WQAM, so you can check it out. As always, here on the podcast, we uh, thank our sponsors. Uh, appreciate all of them. We're going to give you some information about them coming up here in short order. But uh, with the Stanley Cup final coming up, uh, the legendary Scotty Bowman, he won 14 cups overall, nine as a head coach for various teams. Uh, legendary coach, and he was the first coach of the St. Louis Blues when the league expanded in 1967. The Blues made it their first three years of existence. This is St. Louis's first trip back to the Stanley Cup final since 1970. The Boston Bruins, of course, they've been here uh, quite a few times over the last few years uh, with a nice core of players and the incredible job that uh, the Boston Bruins have done really over you know a decade plus of being a Stanley Cup contender. So uh, with that, uh, let's listen in on my recent chat over the last few days with Hall of Fame legend, head coach Scotty Bowman. Scotty, first off, you know, going back to the Blues days, um, you make the cup final the, the first three, you know, the first three years. Um, you know, how competitive was it to get there and how competitive was it in that first Stanley Cup final when you made it? Well, we know the expansion, the six teams were very close, uh, I think the first, I'm not sure of it after that. The first year, uh, Philadelphia finished first with 73 points. Pittsburgh had 67 and they finished fifth to miss the, the, the playoffs. So uh, you could throw a, you know, a hanky up and somebody could catch it because it was that close. And, uh, you know, we were fortunate. We won our last weekend games. We got into third spot. Uh, the first round for ourselves was seven games. The seventh game was in Philadelphia. Minnesota, uh, we finished third. Philadelphia finished first. Minnesota finished fourth. They upset Los Angeles, who had finished second. That series went seven games. And then the final between uh, Minnesota and uh, St. Louis went seven games, uh, second overtime. So three, three, uh, all, all the series went seven games. That's how close the teams were. And then, of course, we, we were the representative of the West Division which was the expansion, you know, all, all, all the teams in one division. Scotty, what do you remember most? So go to that year three in 1970 against the Bruins. Um, how competitive was that series? And did you think when Orr scored that goal to clinch it that it would, you know, be the, the famous moment that, it, that it's become and people still talk about? It wasn't as competitive as we wanted it to be. The first two, round, the first two seasons... We did pretty well, 68 and 69. Uh, a couple of a couple of games went into overtime one year, and uh, the, the games were close. The Bruins were uh, that was the beginning of, uh, of it. Should have been a dynasty because they did win in 70 and 72. They obviously should have won in 70 uh, in 71. That's the year Montreal had the big upset with Ken Dryden coming out, out of Cornell and standing on his head to to beat them single handedly, but. You know, uh, then they did pretty well even after that until Bobby Orr ran into some knee injuries. But uh, that was the first first time that uh, they were really getting to be. They they didn't win the uh, the, the uh, East Division. 
they they tied with Chicago, but Chicago got first place based on wins. But uh, Boston ran through uh, the first series. I think they, they. I'm not sure. They lost only two games. They uh, the first series. Uh, they uh, they beat. Uh, I think they beat uh, Detroit, and then they they whipped Chicago four straight. I think, and then they got in the final and they beat us four straight. But they were. Uh, they were on the precipice of being a real powerhouse, which they were. You know, well balanced team, a lot of size, uh, no weaknesses, uh, and it was a, it was a bit of a mismatch, unfortunately for us. We uh, we we just didn't have it in that series. We did better as the series wore on, but not good enough to win a game. Uh, we were ahead in game four, uh, with seven six and a half minutes to go. Boston tied the game, and then they, only forty seconds into overtime, but. Uh, we did well in that game, but uh, you know we we didn't have the, uh, the the team that they did for sure. You did all that winning after that, Scotty. You know, with all the other teams that you that you coach. What did you think when you kept seeing, you know, and you still see it that that or picture him flying through the uh, flying through the air? <laughs> well, we didn't see it very often for maybe, I guess, about twenty years. It wasn't as I don't know why. I have no reason for it, but uh, f- from the Oh, I would say the last 25, 30 years, it's been the iconic picture. And uh, I think Glenn Hall sums it up the best. He was our goaltender that won the Conn Smythe. And he's he's often told me that, you know, in, in future times when he'd ever run into Bobby Orr at some events for the league or something, he would say, Bobby, is that the only goal you ever scored? <laughs> because he scored so many, but he just was just good-natured ribbing. But... Uh, no, it was a fantastic play. We tried to get the puck up the up the boards, and Bobby pinched in, and he, he was able to keep it going. I mean, you don't know if it would have gone by him. We might have, but a lot of pucks, not many went by Bobby Orr, and he threw it in the corner to Sanderson, and Derek Sanderson made a nice uh, outlet pass, and as he skated across, he put it he put it right in the net, and uh, and that's when he started to fly through the air with the defenseman Noel Picard right beside him. So. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I, I guess when I look back, um, the, you know, we, we we lost the first two at home, uh, pretty pretty big scores, and, and then we were able to make it at least that we lost the third game, I think, 4-1, to one, but we lost the last game 4-3, to three, and we made it, at least we made it a game uh, going out, uh, uh, you know, four straight. So after you leave St. Louis, Scott, you have the, you know, the legendary success over the four decades. Um winning all the cups how did the st louis years you know affect you or or help you as you kept going to cup finals over the years well we had a veteran team i mean most of the expansion teams you know there wasn't a lot of nhl players available we got i think we got three three or four nhl players in in the expansion draft but we got very good minor league players. Only six teams in the league, so there was a lot of players in those years that you were real close to making it. And some of them that came out of the minors really, really developed into really, you know, good NHL players. So then I, when I got to Montreal uh, four years later, uh, after I started uh, with the Blues, I had a lot of experienced players: Al Arbor, Dickie Moore, Doug Harvey. I mean, I was a young coach, and I learned a lot from all, Glenn Hall in the Nets, Jacques Plante. But I got to Montreal when they were just in the throes of uh, building up a really good young team, you know, uh, a lot of good draft picks. And we, we that's when uh, I got to Montreal, just as Guy Lafleur started his career. And 
every year it seemed we added a, a couple of good young players and uh so you know i i took the best of the experienced players uh, i learned a lot from them as a coach and then when i got to montreal i was able to you know had some experience and i mean i i was disappointed we we lost uh, three three years in a row 12 12 games in the finals and but then i encountered a lot of sweeps from then on both ways you know uh, uh, it's a strange, strange thing. You usually don't think there's a lot of sweeps in the finals, but I think I know. I know I had uh, in Montreal. We had two for sure uh, for us. I had a tough loss in uh, against New Jersey with Detroit, Pittsburgh. We had we had a, a sweep of Chicago in '92, and so you know Detroit. We had a couple of sweeps. So I'm <laughs> I'm probably leading the league in sweeps on both sides. You know. <laughs> Yeah, for, for for sure, and you won't get any sympathy, by the way, Scotty, for the ones you lost. You know that. Yeah, well, I, I, um, I can recall the good and the bad. So you know, but it, yeah. this would be this would be so much different. I mean, it's uh, you know, you got a Cinderella team from St. Louis that's just uh, you know put their game together at the right time. I mean, obviously they they did very well in the second half. Maybe the number one team in the league for over a stretch of thirty or forty games, but then they they, they kept it going in the playoffs, and they are a team. Uh, they're underrated. Uh, with I think they're underrated. Part of their team is they they got really big defensemen that are mobile, and they don't get a lot of penalties either. Uh, Boston though is a pretty juggernaut team. You know, I I I watched them uh, play against uh, all their series really, and you know when you think about it. They were down against Toronto three games to two. They had to go into Toronto and win game six, which they did. They won game seven fairly five to one, but it was mostly in the third period. And then, then you know, they're, then they're playing Columbus, who, who knocked off the number one team that won 62 games and tied records, uh, Tampa Bay uh, Lightning. And, you know, they, they ended up, uh, you know, knocking off uh, a real good team in Columbus in six games. And then... When you think about it, they went against a team uh, in Carolina that had beat the Stanley Cup champions of last year, Washington, and also beat uh, uh, you know uh, uh, New York Islanders who had a banner season and, and knocked them uh, you know and then and then they got swept. So you have to figure with Boston each series and when you're in the playoffs, you're going to play a team that's better than the one you just knocked out, and that team has probably won at least a series or two. So, you know, Boston's kept coming. Uh, I guess the only question mark would be what would the inactivity have done or what will it have done? We don't know that. That's, a, that's an unknown. Uh, I've been through all of those kind of things uh, and with some success and with some failures. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're actually having a, 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 an inter-squad game during the middle of the, of the rest, 11 days off. It's a long time, you know, especially when you've won your last, you know they're on a roll. They won six playoff games in a row. Uh, I think it was six: uh, two against uh, Columbus, four against uh, Carolina. But St. Louis are going to have just probably the ideal time—five, five or six days to rest. You know, rest your wounds, so to speak. And uh, so I, I think you're going to see uh, a good series. You know, uh, you got an underdog team and a, and a team that's just rolled along uh, with so much balance. Uh, and you know it's it's going to be quite a it's, it's the biggest challenge St. Louis is going to have playing a team like Boston because we all forget that Boston had a very good regular season. I think they had 107 points, so it's not like they came out of nowhere. You know, we're chatting with legendary Hall of Fame coach Scotty Bowman here on the Goldie on Ice podcast and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Back with more of my chat with Scotty coming up.
Sides Foundation Fighting Pediatric Cancer is a wonderful nonprofit organization. Born out of Sydney Lister's successful fight against Ewing sarcoma, Sides was formed helping kids and families fight cancer. Call 954-594-5763 for ways you can help, including attending fundraising events like the annual golf tournament or dinner. Call Dave Lister, Sid's dad, at 954-594-5763. It's the Sides Foundation. I personally thank you for helping the fight against cancer. One-on-one concierge is your only stop needed for all of your home needs. Whether you're out of town, you need your home looked after, make sure there's things like no leaks or any home maintenance at all, Oscar and one-on-one concierge handle it with professional care. House projects, moving, organizing closets, running errands, they do it all. Call Oscar today at one-on-one, 954-439-1551. That's 954-439-1551 or check out the website, oneononeconcierge.com. Time to tell you about Ken Morris and the Morris Southeast Group, an inaugural sponsor of the Goldie on Ice podcast. And if you're looking to own commercial real estate, lease or purchase, call Ken, 954-240-4400. That's 954-240-4400. Ken Morris represents buyers, sellers, landlords, and tenants. Hey, he's a straight shooter, been doing this for a long time, and very knowledgeable. 954-240-4400 for Ken and the Morris Southeast Group for all of your real estate needs. Orient and Associates Management Group is a prime subcontractor out of Hollywood, Florida. So all of you prime contractors out there, he provides any construction services needed. Call Orient and ONA today at 954-922-8660. Online, it's onamanagementgroup.com. They also handle hauling. If you have demolition waste, non-hazardous material, they handle your trucking needs. More than 25 years of experience, you can trust their professionalism. Again, it's 954-992-8660 for Orion and ONA Management. Steve Goldstein here. This is the Goldie on Ice podcast. We're talking with Hall of Fame coach Scotty Bowman. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time to listen and appreciate our sponsors here on the podcast. Let's get back to more with Coach Bowman. Scotty, what is it, you know, and you've lifted it a bunch of times, what is it about the cup, that trophy, not only for yourself, but for players, um, what is it about the Stanley Cup that is it is the most cherished trophy in all of sports? Well, it's, in today's uh, era of the NHL, it's so difficult because, you know, you, it's, it's just such a, I mean, there's 30, there, now there's, there's 31 teams, going to be 32 pretty soon. Uh, you got a, you got an influx of uh, uh, homebred players from the United States, Canada. You got Europe. You got a lot of players coming in now. It's it's such a, I mean, you see these players come in at uh, the top top players come in at 18 and 19, and they just, they just don't play. I mean, they shine, and uh, you know, so the, it's a uh, this series. I mean, it, you got you're gonna have two teams that are well rested. They've spread out. The, it's it, they've taken their time. It's not starting till Monday and Wednesday in Boston, and then they, every time the series is, would move to another city, they're adding an extra day. So, like I understand, they go back from Wednesday in Boston to the Saturday in in uh, in uh, St. Louis. So they've taken every precaution to make this the pinnacle of the season, and that's what makes the Stanley Cup, uh, so, you know, so cherished. Is it's so difficult? Uh, one team can get the Stanley Cup and. You know, when you when you don't win the Stanley Cup uh, and you have a really, say, a banner season, you really you really feel down for a, for a short time. But and then you got to think about getting back next year. But it's a, it's a 
it's a, it's a challenge now with the salary cap and uh, with the you know the different things that go on in the game. It's not it's it's tough to win. It's for sure. You mentioned having a comeback, Scotty. Let's just go back to that first year in St. Louis. You know, you make it in that first year. You play Montreal. What stands out the most about that that Stanley Cup final? You know, that that first year in St. Louis for you. Well, for me, what stood out is I trained in Montreal with a junior team. I got a big opportunity. The league expanded. The late Lynn Patrick gave me my break to go to St. Louis. I'd coached his son, Craig, and junior up in Canada in Montreal. And then uh, that was the uh, final season for uh, the legendary coach, Toe Blake. I I had the real privilege of coaching a junior team of maybe spending three or four years before I even went to St. Louis and been able to share an office with him. Um, he coached 13 seasons in the NHL and came out the winner eight times, you know, five in a row from 56 to 60. So uh, that, that was a strange feeling for me to be coaching, uh, you know, across the ice on the same side, but a different uh, bench from Toe Blake. And that was, that was his retirement uh, victory. So, you know, while I, I wanted to win, I knew that it was going to be a monumental task. I guess I, I looked at myself and said, "Well, you know, my mentor went out with a with a bang, and he won he won his last game, and uh, that's something that uh, I'll always remember. He was a wonderful coach to train under." Finally, Scotty, last thing for you. You know, this run by St. Louis, obviously, it's been amazing. You know, their theme song is from a year where you had only won four cups at that, at that point. So that's how strange that is. That, that yeah. glorious song is way back to the early 80s. How is it, do you think, been for that city, what makes this city special, and how happy are you uh, for the city of St. Louis to finally be back after nearly 50 years? Well, it's such a great accomplishment because, you know, it's not like you have high expectations. I, I'm sure the fans were loyal there. They've been extra loyal through the years, and all of a sudden, you know, you're you're stumbling along in, in early January, and then things get better. And then I'm sure when the playoffs started, though, that you know you're on, you, you're all starting even again. And uh, what they did in the first two or three months didn't matter. But they've put so many good stories together, starting with the coaching, starting with the goaltending. You know, uh, if you go through the roster, I mean, yes, they have some high-end players, but they have other players that were not maybe discarded as much as found wanting by some other teams, and they've made great stories for themselves, you know, and uh, the coach is is a veteran. uh, He was a great role player for the teams he was on. He knew the role. I think that's what he's transferred to the team. Uh, Craig Berube was a role player. And to be a good role player, you, you must understand your role. And, of course, you have to accept it. So I think once he got through his playing days, you know, he, he can pretty well uh, transcend his knowledge of what it was like to, to the team. And, and they are a team. You know, they'll, they started the last few couple of series. Uh, they, they don't put numbers on their lines. Uh, they play everybody. As I said earlier, though, uh, the, the one distinguishing fact for me in, in today's NHL, their defense, is, or there's, there was one that wasn't six feet. He was injured, uh, Vince Dunn. But, I mean, when you look at the size of these fellows like Pareko and Bowmister and Edmondson, they're big guys. Uh, you know, they're, they're guys that uh, you, don't, you don't expect uh, to play, to be so mobile, you know, and, and uh, Peter Angelo, the uh, captain, and 
Bertuzzo. I mean, they're, 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 they got good size. And, and when you compare it to, to other defense in the league, there, there may be Tampa had a good size on defense, but they were kind of banged up in the playoffs. Uh, we know what size means, like Zeno Chara, Zeno Chara, I mean, he's on the back end of his career, but he's so effective, you know, he's, 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 a, he's a much better, bigger than anybody. But when you have size on the back end and, and it can move the puck, they're, they're, they, they, they take up a lot of space. I mean, they, they get their sticks going, and, uh, and Billington has been, I, 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 I guess there's been stories before of goalies that have, you know, have come out of nowhere and, and, and not expected to do what they did. But he hasn't had any hiccups at all. Uh, people keep waiting for him to stumble, but now you're in the finals. I doubt if it's going to happen. Scotty, you enjoying what, uh, what you're doing now in hockey? I do, yeah. I watch all the hockey. We're going to have a few days off. We're watching a little bit of World Championship and <laughs> Memorial Cup. There's not a lot of hockey on right now, but the the, the fans are going to be – the fans make make the game now, and and the fans in Boston have always been. It's it's they're so rabid, and when I, I'm sure St. Louis are going to be. I mean, I can only imagine. Well, I, I know what the St. Louis Arena was like, and I and I've just watched the, the recently the series with San Jose, and uh, you know they're singing and they're doing all kinds of uh, things that they're, they're just so happy, and uh, it's been a time coming, but. You know, there are players coming from St. Louis now that are sprinkled in the league, and uh, that shows. And there's a lot of players, not very many from my era. Uh, Bob Plager is probably the one that the constant, but there's still a lot of uh, ex-players uh, that aren't, aren't even with the Blues. Uh, you know, there's fellows like Chris Pronger and uh, Keith Kachuk, uh, you know, guys like that that, that take, uh, they, they go to St. Louis. It's a well it's a friendly city. You meet a lot of nice people. I was very fortunate. I met my wife uh, 50 years ago uh, when she was a nurse in St. Louis, and she's from a little. Uh, she's from Southern Illinois, but she was working in St. Louis. So I have a lot of a lot of connections there, and and Boston is still uh, a team that I've had a lot of connections with throughout the years. I grew up in Montreal as a youngster. Boston was my team, and then we ended up playing them so many times when I was in Montreal and, and, and things like that. So I think it's a toss-up. I really do. I think Boston has, has the makings of, of a Stanley Cup team, and St. Louis could surprise everybody. Uh, that's why they play. All right, Scotty, listen, we really appreciate you uh, taking the time this afternoon. Thanks a million for doing this. Oh, you're welcome, Steve. Bye. Well, a thrill for me to talk to Scotty. Uh, incredible recall. You're talking about a Stanley Cup final that was 50 years ago. And as you heard in the conversation, he remembers things uh, remarkably well. You know, I don't even remember what I had for lunch on, uh, on, on Saturday. So I uh, appreciate uh, Scotty Bowman taking the time to chat with us. And appreciate you listening. Subscribe. Uh, listen in wherever you find podcasts here at the Goldie on Ice podcast, the Five Reasons Sports Network. Our producer always does a wonderful job. Uh, Brett Markowitz would not be possible without him, so we appreciate him as always. And we'll talk to you next time, everybody. Thanks.